Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Max, I can't believe it. I'm tanking, buddy. I mean, I'm just telling you, right now, coming out of the gates, I'm a little chagrined. I'm a little morose. One of the greatest mysteries I've ever encountered in my life. It's kind of overtaken me, and now I sit here on the right on the edge of trying to find out what happened on and 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 the the curse of uh, Oak Island, the treasure, and they haven't renewed the tenth season. Max, what am I going to do? I, I, you know what? I do not know what you're going to do, Wolf, because <laughs> may, maybe they didn't get the permits this time. Maybe they finally <laughs> said, you know what? I mean. Because you have to remember, last year they were they were sitting there, and it was all these new restrictions. Because oh right. my gosh, all of a sudden it's a historical uh, uh, you know site, and yes. now they have to preserve the history. I was like, y'all didn't care about that for the previous seven seasons. <laughs> no, nine now, seasons. Sudden, nine I'm sorry, seasons. Well, eight yeah, seasons. Yes, yeah, okay. Yes. This was the ninth one. So for the sake of eight, journalistic integrity. <laughs> for the sake of journalistic integrity, indeed. <laughs> previous eight times. Nope, no care. Here, drill wherever. You know what? In fact, you could drill right here underneath our feet. We don't care. All of a sudden, oh, historical society realize there's money here. You know, they're getting close to the money pit. They want to be the ones to uncover it. That's what it is, Wolf. They want they want to get the money and just bring it out and say, oh, no, sorry, nothing was here, guys. Look, look, there's an empty hole here. It's like, well, why, where, why do I have track marks on my back? Oh, that's right, because you, ra- you railroaded me. <laughs> I'm sitting going, I can't, I'm all set for this because they say November 1st is going to start, but then there's been no renewal of the 10th season. So I'm sitting there going, you got the, the, the Knights Templar, you got the Ark of the Covenant, you got uh, all the maybe books of uh, the original Shakespearean plays and stuff like this, all in this treasure, but they can't find yeah. it. And now, then, if they go and don't renew it, I'm never. How am I going to have resolution? You and I need to go do a radio show on, <laughs> right on on Oak Island. That's what we need to do. We'll find out what's or, going on, or we just need to go to Oak Island and just start digging, and then we'll <laughs> and then we'll do a radio show afterwards. <laughs> just. Just get on the plane with a shovel, Wolf, and see what they say. <laughs> Could you imagine? Can you imagine trying to go through TSA? I, I got a shovel here for. Uh, I'm going to Oak yeah. Island. I'm going to hunt treasure. <laughs> exactly. Okay, come along. We got a room yeah. for you, buddy. It's like here. There's a special place we want to take you, sir, because you are a lucky winner. <laughs> well, got one padded min- walls and a free jacket. <laughs> well, one mystery. 
that may no longer be a mystery is a possible decision on a left guard winner. Yesterday, Kevin Dotson, what I think is the first time, normally him and Ken, Kendrick Green been alternating series, days, what have you, you know, but they were always alternating. Well, Kevin Dotson has taken first team reps couple days in a row now and he's he confirmed that but he's not saying so this is a possible decision on that left guard position but we shall see wow so one of the mysteries of steeler (laughs) island is is starting to show itself um which i think you know like you said i mean this competition and we and we've talked about this before wolf i mean when healthy kevin dotson should be the guard, right? And, right? and a lot of intents and purposes. Right. Because of the demeanor, the style of play, he suits the left guard position a little bit better. Kendrick definitely has the tenacity, has the knowledge, but, you know, th- there's just some physical variables such as size right. that denote that he might be more of a flex, speedy guy um, and better, probably better used as, as a swing guy that can play all three interior versus – being just a solitary left guard. Well, there's no doubt in my mind that Kevin Dotson is a guy that uh, has all the skills. I mean, we've talked about this since day one with this young man. You know, he showed up, and you could see he's got, what, 13 starts in his last couple years over the course of his career. Um, He's a guy that, you know, he got in against some some good defensive tackles and and did – great against him. I I really thought, you know, uh, considering his inexperience and everything else, did really, really well. And he is so good at road grading. There's not many pure road graders left in the NFL, okay, and amongst the offensive line. You sit there and say, yeah, he's he's definitely got road grader capabilities. You know, you see guys, they run block, and with the advent of, uh, you know, the waddle and the flipper and the double teams and stuff like that, um... They're, they're okay, but this guy, he moves people from A to B against their will. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that Kevin Dotson does extremely well, he has the power. He has the upper body strength to play the position, to be able to handle, you know, those bigger three techniques. I'll say it that way. Yes. Because <laughs> they're not as big as they used to be. They're bigger, you know, comparatively speaking for this era. But – um. But he has that capability where he can take on those variety of sizes and, and be able to acquit himself. I think that that's the biggest thing is, do you have that confidence? I mean, sadly to say, you know, when you go back to the tape, um, you know, Kendrick Green had, had a little bit of a struggle in that Jacksonville game. He did, and, yes. And, and Kevin Dotson's better equipped to handle some of those type of, those type of guys. So you look at it and you say, okay – this guy did better than this guy in most of these situations. What? Why was there even a competition in the first place? Well, the competition was you're in the doghouse with Mike T. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. Last Wait a minute. Now he doesn't like, have a doghouse, according to him. Okay. Just we have to say that. Okay. Because- <laughs> okay. Sorry. 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 Air quote doghouse. Yes. Air in the quotes. metaphorical sense. And also, you know, can I say this sense. though? Coach yeah, Dole okay. definitely had a doghouse. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm, at some points in time, I thought I needed to order a cable TV for it because I was there so much. But regardless, yeah. But you know, so so he's he's been on that list, or he's an emphasis list for for Coach Tomlin. How about that? He's an emphasis list. Is yes, that good? I think that works. Yeah. 
Okay, emphasis list. Um, you know, it was weight last year. This year, of course, injury has been kind of one of the, the uh, debilitating factors. But that's the way it has to go, right? It has to be able to have a turning point. And so he was healthy for this game, and we saw what we can get from him when healthy. So I think, you know, what he's done it w- was a good enough deed that he's starting to close in on an opportunity to be the main guy because obviously it's not said yet, right? Right. But we are closing out one of those competitions. And I think I, I think it was a fair assessment, you know, for Kevin Dotson to be that starter. And then you have Kendrick Green, who now has gotten serious reps at the guard position, that if and when injuries do happen in the interior, that's your top interior guy that can that, that can swing on the inside uh, for your team on, on game day because you're probably going to only dress seven. So, I mean, I, I, I like having him in that position as the, as the sixth man that's on the inside. And also, J.C. Hassenauer is already a very capable center. Uh, we know that. Well, he's he's capable of playing guard, um, and Kendrick has got he's a bigger body, a little I think more powerful, and has a little more upside. But JC is still a very uh, the guy. The guy is good enough. There ain't no doubt in my mind he's good enough to play in the NFL, and he's a good guy to have in you know in in respect of of having some depth there. Uh, I guess Kevin Dotson, the, the real enigma there is staying healthy. I mean, that's really what has held him back. When you look at what he's capable of doing, when you watch, you know, how he locks out on some guys and just stones them at the line of scrimmage and pass protection, or, you know, when he pulls and traps and, and uh, obliterates some guy on, a, on the end of the line there, those are, those are the moments that you, like, you go, whoa, look at that. You know, but then there's the injury problems or the times when, you know, he's not obliterating people and it's kind of almost like you go, Hmm, you know, where's his head? So, you know, I, I love the guy. I think he's got some great possibilities of doing some great things there. But as always, as as my line coach, Raleigh Dodge, told me way back many years ago, to be a pro bowler, all right, which we all aspired to be, okay? no, I don't care. You know, it doesn't matter. As long as you're a starter, you want to be a pro bowler. And, and for my best, all he ever got was an alternate. <laughs> Which means I don't if like half the NFL guards uh, went down with injury, then I'd I'd be there. But you know the the point is, um, you know you want to be that Pro Bowler and uh, you aspire to be, and uh, you know the injuries are it's it's like Raleigh said you got to play all the time and you got to play good, and that's it, you know. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. I mean, you know, in my career, I I, I was also in that alternate category. Oh, uh, we we're both all, yeah. all alternates. I didn't know we, that. We, we, hey, we have alternated. We have alternated. <laughs> Dare I say that we, we, are, we are an alternator. <laughs> but, you know, but, but I mean, but that's the thing, right? And I think, you know, one of the things that when I look back on my career, you know, yeah, I had some injuries at certain points, um, you know, that, that took me out for the season, that put me on IR. Like, if I was injured, I was, you know, if I was hurt, I was yeah. playing. If I was yeah. injured... They were put. They were putting me on the reserve. There's a difference. Uh, yes, there is There's a difference. And um and so yeah, I remember you know it was after my second year. I got second alternate. Russ came and told me that. And then third year, he's like, "Hey, you're second alternate again." I said, "Why can't I get the first alternate or one of the guys that's actually listed?" I was I was like, "The fans don't love me." No, <laughs> I was like, "No." I was like, "Apparently, the teammates don't vote for me." Um, or I just wasn't drafted in the first round. But but now you look at it, I mean, hey, 
think about if we played in this era, Wolf. I mean, mm. we would actually we would have been to a couple of Pro Bowls by now because everybody declines them. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. We might have had you a got shot like the sixth and sixth and seventh alternates are making the Pro. I'm like, man, wouldn't that be nice to have that on my resume? <laughs> oh, but back then again, in the I day. think. Go ahead. But it meant more back in the day. That's what that, that's what I was going to get to. It meant more back in the day. Well, you're you're very right, Max. I mean, I remember back in the '80s. I remember uh, you know watching the Pro Bowl and Dennis Hara from the Rams getting into a fight on the field in the first series or, or the, midway through the first quarter with whoever he was you know uh, doing battle with. And it, it, because defensive guys, here's the thing. If you were a defensive lineman, you're rushing the passer, baby. You're going after it because if you're the defensive player of the game, you you win a car. You know, I mean, so back yeah. then when salaries were this is all pre-millionaire status type contracts, right? So back then, um, winning was uh, ten grand. Losers losers get five grand. That ten grand that for winning and then getting a car that's a pretty substantial hit for anybody back in the eighties. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you definitely wanted that. And I think that was kind of where we kind of had that tipping point, right? Is once salaries became such size that the Pro Bowl bonus money is doesn't matter as much to guys. It it, it doesn't matter. And then also now with the heightened worry of risk of injury, that's why it looks like a flag football game more often than not. Um is how you've gotten guys to the point where it's kind of almost apathy and you have like these these funky drafts and you're trying to make it more spectacle and circus-like versus an honor. And especially when it's at the end of the season because it's the only all-star type game that's at the end of a season versus in the middle of the season for the other major sports. So, you know, guys are, have either turned it down, you know, as far as, as, far as their bodies, they're, they're already in repair mode. And going out to the Pro Bowl and then having to gear up, all, you know, almost a month after your season ends, which is now probably like three weeks now, um, after the season ends, is just is a tough prospect for guys nowadays. Whereas in the, you know, you you when it was before the Super Bowl, there was more emphasis, there was a highlight of it, um, versus when you do it right after a Super Bowl because you know, got got guys have already turned it down, especially you, you know, I'm sorry. It's now a week before the Super Bowl versus being a week after the Super Bowl. And that's where guys, you don't really get to see the top guys, right? The Super Bowl guys roll in there um, after the Super Bowl. And it's like they're, they're, they're celebrated. They're welcome. You have more fan engagement. And those guys are going to go a little bit harder because they're still in the mode of playing. Whereas you do it the week before, you eliminate all of those Super Bowl contestants, most of your NFC Championship contestants, because you have to make a decision before then. And so really the top percentage of your guys that would be going to the Pro Bowl are not available, you know, or they're all planning on going to the Super Bowl, all four, <laughs> four teams. Um, and, and, and they're like, nah, I, I don't want to risk it because I'm going to the Super Bowl. So I'd rather decline it, let my buddy get it now. And guys talk more now about, hey, do you want to go? Hey, no, I want to go. Okay, I'll let you go. I, I'll, I'll decline it because I still get the title. And, and so <laughs> it doesn't really mean as much. It's more, it's more like hot potato. You know, one of the things that I think the NFL should consider is that in place of the Pro Bowl, the players actually playing, they should bring uh, uh, the college seniors. All right, the ones that got something to gain from playing the game, you know what I mean? They got something on the yeah. line. You got blood in the game, so to speak, because it can enhance your draft position. That would be an all-star game, and you have the, the, the pro bowlers there 
as a sort of, uh, I don't know, a mentor, mentee or something like that. You know, inter- just something that, that gives the fans the pro bowlers, but you've got people that, that can play a game that have something worth playing for. And it's outside of monetary reasons. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, that, that, that could definitely be something I think that could be really fun. You know, and, and, and you know, the other thing I, I, I miss, Wolf, are the, you know, the, 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 uh, the true skill challenges, you know, um, you know, like the, like the big, the big man relay, right? The big man oh, yeah. course and everything, yeah. the bench press. I guess I'm more so the big guys because the skill guys, they still do their stuff, they right? Do they all still that. have like, but what if we had a food eating contest? Kind of huh? Huh? What do you think? <laughs> I mean, well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be bringing the guys that are playing in the pro bowl game. That, that's a different squad wolf. Uh, that's a different listing. Actually, we we should do we should have a former player or alumni Ooh. eating contest. How about that? <laughs> I like your thinking and therefore, there. We, we we might get our our, our lost glory <laughs> since we're only alternates. Yeah, exactly. Since we're only alternates, anyways. I mean, does it really you know does it really have to strike a strike a nerve? No. <laughs> you know, I I'll say this. You know, one of the things I was over in Hawaii at at the, at the, at the Pro Bowl. <laughs> You know, wistfully watching from afar. And I, I remember being on Waikiki Beach and going, this is like one of the most beautiful places on earth. I mean, it's just incredible being out there. And Honolulu, man, it's unbelievable. Oh, I mean, listen, the, the, pro, the pro Bowl in Hawaii, I mean, that, that, just, that just spoke to kind of the grandeur. It, yeah, it was it was one of the beautiful. You know, I had the privilege of going and watching my teammates play in the Pro Bowl. Um, right, right. The golden era, it, the golden era. So I mean, yeah, because my year, I went in '05, right after uh, right after we won the Super Bowl, and um, that was when Allen, Jeff, and Marvell all went from the offensive line. Um, so to go there and get to celebrate them and watch them play in the Pro Bowl game. But also, you know, like Troy was in there. I believe Joey was in there. Wow. And I'm trying to think who else. I feel like there was one more guy. I just can't remember. Um, also made the Pro Bowl that year. Uh, I think it was Hamp. Hamp made it. So, <laughs> so it How was, could it you was, forget Hamp? I know, I know exactly. <laughs> of all the people, like you literally forgot the bowling ball. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, I, it, was, it was such a special thing. And to watch the stadium fill up and people just celebrate – and your Super Bowl champion, Pittsburgh Steeler Pro right. Bowler, and they came running. It was such a cool thing to see. And then, of course, when when Marquise made his, made his first Pro Bowl, uh, he brought us he brought us all out there, and and we definitely had a very good time. The entire offensive line uh, made sure we had a good time, and I'm sure we're not allowed in Coalina Harbor anymore. But that's a whole different story for a different show. <laughs> exactly. So, well, hey, I'll say this: uh, that's that's excellent. You know, I mean that that sort of that that memory that I, I I think that would have been so cool to watch those guys roll out of here. Okay, we're let's see, we've got coming up. Oh, we've got to, somebody showed up at Steelers practice yesterday, who first time since he retired. We're going to talk about that and more. It's in the locker room with Wolf Starks and the Ninjas on your twenty four seven home of the Black and Gold Steelers Nation Radio. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. When you want black and gold football talk, you want SNR. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. So who shows up yesterday down on the south side? None other than the future Hall of Famer's own self, of course, that would be Big Ben showing up at practice, wearing a nice, I don't know, like a polo shirt or something like that in shorts, looking fit and trim and all excited and happy. And you know, all the guys were greeting him, and Mike went out of his way to make sure everybody knew he was just there to be a spectator, Max. But, you know, it's kind of funny because when you don't see somebody for a while and suddenly you see them, there is much joy in Mudville, is there not? There is. I mean, because we look at what happened at the beginning of the season that stirred some comments and feelings. <laughs> right. So it's good to now be on the other side of that and, and guys hug it out. And, you know, it's different when you see guys, right? I think, you know, there's a certain level um, when you step away from the game. There's a certain level, not necessarily resentment, but there's also a feeling of, you know, where am I at? What am I doing with my life? You know, I, I'm I'm kind of disgruntled internally. <laughs> I like that word. And you're, and that's you're a trying, big word, and, buddy. And, yeah, and you have misplaced emotions. I think you know that's I think one of the biggest things when you retire. You know, because it's like no, this is this is what I've done. Especially for Ben, you've done it for 18 years. You've had the same routine, the same time of year, every single year, like clockwork, and then all of a sudden, gone. Right, the routine of life changes and you have to create a new routine whereas we're so used to schedule we're schedule beings we're we're creatures of habit and that first year you kind of feel lost like i don't have to wake up at at 6 a.m i don't have to wake up at 5 30 a.m and 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 get dressed and drive down to the facility and change my clothes again into my workout and my and and my quote-unquote work clothes uh you know right uh oh gosh okay i gotta get the kids to the school bus for a change instead of getting down to the facility. Oh, and on Sundays, I get to relax. I don't have a game to go to. Um, you know, it's just, it's it's a brand new emotion. So it was good to know that, you know, he came down there, he engaged with the guys, and he got to see them because I think it, 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 it it's going to help with the healing process and especially moving on for Ben. You know, I, I and I say, I say healing because there is an internal healing that must go on. Um, sure. Before you can every player fully goes through integrate. that, you know. Yeah, but, and it's before you can integrate fully into society. <laughs> yeah, I you know I like how you really prefaced all that in in talking about that routine because the routine was important. I think that's where a lot of guys go astray. A lot of guys get themselves in some sort of problems because uh, if you've got no reason to work and no reason to be doing something, you know, you sit around and 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 it's not a good thing for you. You know, you need to be able to transition into a, some sort of normalcy. There's no doubt about that. Um, I remember when I, I retired, my, the first year out was, was kind of drove me crazy. 
You know what I mean? It's like you, yeah. you're sitting around, and, and every Sunday, like clockwork, you wake up, and, and all of a sudden the adrenaline starts pumping, and then suddenly you realize, oh, no, there is no game for me today. And suddenly that all that goes away. And it's a little difficult to handle, but one of the good things is to come back around the guys that you know and be integrated into that in some way, shape, or form. He's throwing passes with Deontay, right? He's he's tossing the ball. He's talking to Chase Claypool. He's you know just being around the guys that he has been around for a long time, and and or at least the facility. Uh, even though some of the guys keep changing over, you know, eighteen years is a long time, bud. But certainly, um, I think that's a great thing for him to be around. I think it's good for the quarterbacks like Mitch, like uh, Kenny Pickett, you know, uh, like Mason, you know, just being able to uh, you just hang out. It's just a little that little quarterback frater- fraternity type thing. Yeah, and there's no stress. There's no looking over your shoulder like yeah. Ben's going to take my job. Either. Right. <laughs> or, right. Oh man, I, I don't have a shot because Ben's here. But I think I think one of the other biggest things is is that when you know, and, and let me know if this is true for you, Wolf. But, you know, when you leave the game and you still have friends who are active mm. and you try and contact them, they're less available, right? Yes. It's almost like they avoid you a little bit because, like, ah, if I talk to him, I don't want to catch that bug. He, he got the big bug. Yeah, he got uh, the retirement <laughs> bug. He got that retirement bug. I'm not trying to be anywhere near. I don't want to hear what he's talking about going to Home Depot today or Bed Bath & Beyond. And no, I don't want to hear about that. It's like, no. And you kind of you get kind of isolated for a while, and and it, it's one of those things where you call them mid-season. You know it's a Wednesday evening, and you know that they're at home, but they still don't pick up the phone. <laughs> you know? Right, and, right. And, and that and that's one of those that, – and that's, I think, another part that's tough about it. Or you forget their schedule, and you call them while they're at practice. Right. And it's like, this dude doesn't understand me. He forgot the, he forgot the schedule already. <laughs> you know, so it's just it, – it, there's a lot of emotions, a lot of things that I think a, pe- a lot of people kind of don't realize about that. You know that transition. It, it it is it is tough, and it can be lonely if you don't have those resources around you, right? To bounce things off of, to talk to former guys like you and I now at this point in our lives, right? Where a younger, soon retiring type of guy or just retired type of guy, you know, can lean on us to understand what this process is. Almost be like a shepherd for them, right? And 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 that's where I think it, you know we 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 need to do a better job of making sure we reach out to guys. And we talk to them and we communicate with them and make ourselves available because I think that that's one of the things. We we understand what that loneliness looks like. And, and like I said, I'm sure Ben was ecstatic to be down there instead of sitting at home waiting for the kids to get home from school. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, again, you know, the, the loss of structure. You know, I mean, my whole career was made by following the guy in front of me. You know, <laughs> you know yeah. time for lunch. Okay, let's go to lunch. You know, time to go elephant on parade. Yeah, exactly. You go down there. <laughs> you know, it's time to get dressed for practice. You get dressed for practice. Time to lift weights. You lift weights. You know, and you just always kind of in this communal group type thing, and so you just simply go about your business uh, like you have an itinerary every day. You know, and so the routine is something that is is actually comforting. It's the same way in preparation to play a game. You know, you've got your three days out two days out, one day out preparation period going on where you're checking all the boxes as you ramp up to a game and the mental fortitude that you need, the ability to spend time watching film in your playbook, um, doing your mental exercises as well as the physical, the weightlifting, the rehab, prehab stuff that you got to do and be a husband, be a a father. That's that's a lot. 
that's a lot on your plate when you are gearing up to go out and do what most people would find abnormal. That is ramming your head and uh, doing all sort of violent things on a Sunday. Yeah, well, I mean, and like you said, it's that conditioning, right? It's it's the mental state that you put yourself in because, you know, it is it is a process. It is a ritual, so to speak, that you go through. And it's that ramp up to to present to the to quote unquote breakdown, which is a game breaks your body down and then build yourself up and continually do that on a week in and week out basis for a specific amount of time year in and year out. And that that's what it becomes, you know, and also it becomes easy to say no to a lot of things. Oh, the neighbors want to cover for dinner. I can't do dinner tonight. I, I got to study film. <laughs> you know. Oh, so- but we, we, but we were supposed to go over here for this play date. I got I got I, I got to go, go to the facility. I got go, I got to go see the guys. We got we got to watch film. Uh, can you handle that play date on your own? And now it's like I don't have that built-in excuse anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say yes. You know, I got to pretend to laugh at corny jokes and, you- and, and, and eat another casserole. <laughs> <laughs> now you got to understand, okay? There's a, there's a little lady uh, in Olean, uh, north of Olean, New York, in a little town called Rushford, up in New York, okay? It is, yeah. it, it's where my mom is. She lives out in the, in the country, and I just got a text from her. <laughs> She's listening to the show, Max, and by the way, she loves your big words. But she also, <laughs> she texted me, she said, Craig, remember one morning, Monday morning, later in your career, you sat in your chair, you were very quiet and thoughtful, and then you just turned to me and said, Mom, I'm just discovering I'm totally unprepared for life. <laughs> oh my gosh! A oh, sudden realization, man. as you know, you're you're nearing you're you're in your double digit years, right? You're as you're headed as a player, yeah. you're, you're it's, and then you realize as you're looking ahead, you're like going, "What am I gonna do <laughs> with the rest of my life?" Yeah, no, I mean, and and, and that that's that's one of the things where you know, it, it, is it the tragedy in the stars or not? That because you've become so hyper-specialized in a profession that does not denote a long career, right? I mean, now, now yep. we, we, we can look at the outliers of all those things, and that's exactly what they are, outliers. A quarterback position, you're going to be around a lot longer than a running back or an offensive lineman or, you know, some type of linebacking position, right? You're not going to play as long as those other positions. But you also realize along the way, because you are so focused on becoming the best at this specific lane that you kind of miss some of the life skills along the way, you know, balancing the checkbook, understanding, you know, how to properly budget things, how to, you know, how to, how to, how to go and, and purchase things, you know, setting up your online accounts for a lot of reasons. Now I know the young <laughs> kids today, that that's a totally different story, but as, you know, as technology was emerging, you know, those were the things I still don't really know how to officially, you know, do a repost on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 what is Instagram? (laughs) I know. Exactly. Exactly. Don't worry. Don't worry. (laughs) Ask one of the ninjas. They'll explain it to you. (laughs) Okay. Um, But it's like, it's like understanding just like basic things. And also, you know, how, how to interact with people on a regular basis, you know, because as a, as a, as a player, there's almost kind of like a jaded type of way you look at people. Like, what do they want me for? What are they trying to sell me? What are they trying to entice me with? What is their angle? And sometimes you have to, okay, you know, when people don't know your name anymore, you know, that that's where it's like, 
Oh, oh, so you're just asking me because you just you saw my size and just assumed I did this. You know, <laughs> right, you, you right. don't actually know that I did this for a living. It, it's kind of, you know, you're fishing for <laughs> for what it might be and hoping that you strike gold. But, I mean, you, you go through all of these different emotions. That Who do you talk to about these emotions, right? Because you can't go talk to your friend who's, who's you know, sitting in a cubicle nine to five. Yeah, y'all went to college together. Y'all went to high school together. But his path was completely different. You can't talk about your great accomplishments and failures or, or how you feel inside because they can't relate to you. And that, that's, that, and that's also another part that kind of make, c- continues to make you more isolated from people because you don't know who you can talk to because yeah. you had the locker room for that. Right. And that locker room has been taken away. That was a place where you could have deep conversations. You could talk about your frustrations and you could – Find someone who was going through something similar or who had already been through that or is going through it as well with you. You know, you don't have that in normal life. You don't have those opportunities. And then you got to make new, you got to make new man friends, right? Right. It's a different different set of friends. You know, those new man friends, you know, aren't the same ones as your locker buddies and your teammates or your your competitors that you played against. So it's just, it's a whole life transition that you kind of, you kind of reset yourself and you have to go through the paces all over again to get, you know, reestablished within normal society. You know, if I had to summarize my retirement experience and you hit on all the major points there, Max, I think the one thing that probably most guys would identify with is you wake up one day and suddenly it's like the reverse of the Wizard of Oz. You go from a multicolored world to a world of kind of black and gray. You know what I mean? I mean, it's yeah. just like, you know, it's just kind of like, uh, okay, once you've been in the NFL and experienced, I don't know, Reggie White on third and 12 sitting on your nose, I mean, there's <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's very few things that can get your heart rate going so much as Reggie White sitting on your nose on a third and 12 in front of 70,000, 80,000 people with a, you know, a, a million-dollar arm sitting behind you. There's, it's, it's just not the same. No, it, it's not, and you can't, and you can't go talk to Jim, you know, <laughs> and tell him about that, you know, or or talk to Michael, you know, you can't, you can't have that conversation with them because now they're they're either enamored, or they're just or, or they're just overwhelmed, right? And you kind of get that, you kind of get that 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 glassy eyed look where they're just staring at you because. <laughs> You played against Reggie White, like they didn't hear the frustration and, and 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 the angst and and the thrill and the adrenaline behind it. They, this dude played against Reggie White. Well, who'd you play for again? <laughs> what? No, that wasn't the point of the story. <laughs> and so, so yeah, so it, it, so it, it's one of those things where you know, and I, I appreciate the guys. I was like, reach out, you know, former players, reach out to us. You know, especially guys in the in the former players department. If you join your local chapter as a former player, reach out to us. We've we we know exactly what you're talking about. We can completely empathize with you, and we can also help you through it because we've been where you've been, right? Exactly. I know this is an extension of kind of our mental health talk, but it I mean it is serious because you don't want that type of PTSD. You don't want that jadedness or that isolation where you know you don't want to converse with people anymore. Um, because you just you feel so dejected and that nobody understands you. There's people who do understand you, and we're out there, and we're, we're willing to help, and we want to help guys. And I think that's important for them to know that um, you know you have a resource. You're not alone. I mean, because it can be a very lonely world out there, Wolf. And and if you don't have it it set right mentally, 
then your your whole view is skewed, right? I mean, if you never put your head up right and look straight ahead and it's always cocked to the side, the world looks different, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you guys got you just got to set that head on straight. <laughs> you know, I, I one of the funniest stories I remember about Reggie, and I just have to throw this out there just because he was such a magnificent man and 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 player. Um, and a legend. Uh, we were playing the Eagles when he was with the Eagles. And he had been lining up. We'd, when they ran the bear, he would still be uh, – not. I'm sorry, he would line up over the center. But then he'd go back out in his 3-4 out over touch, right? Well, one time yeah. they line up in the bear, and he lines up in, in on a three technique over Brian Blankenship at right guard, right? <laughs> we come out after a timeout. We come to the line of scrimmage, and there's Big Reg sitting on Blanky's nose. <laughs> and I hear Blanky – I hear Blanky. He's playing next to touch at right guard. And I hear Blanky go – Hey, hey, hey. W- w- what's he doing here? <laughs> and Tunch goes, why don't you ask him? <laughs> oh, is that funny? We all oh, God. laughed at that moment. Oh, it was oh, just, God. that was too good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is hilarious. I have another one, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it on the other side. Sounds good. All right, coming up next. Do you like trick questions? Well, Chuck Knoll did. We'll tell you about it in the future right here. We are Steelers Nation Radio. You're listening to the official voice of Black and Gold Nation, SNR. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. So we're sitting in a meeting room, right? And Coach Knoll was one of those deep thinkers. You know, if I said, you know, one of the, if, if I want you to come over to the house, Max. I, I want you to meet somebody who's a, a, connoisseur, uh, a connoisseur of uh, fine uh, wines, of uh, plays the ukulele. Uh, he's a pilot. He's a boat captain. Uh, he's a football coach. Um, he's a kind of. He's also a gourmet cook. Uh, and, and 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 stuff like that. I you you might expect to meet a group or a room full of people, right? But Coach Dole was kind of an enigma. You know, he was one of those guys that he was all of those things and more. And it was it was very interesting. But one thing that he, what he would do is he'd sit there and say, "Hey, Wolfley, all right, you got the Dallas flex defense. We're playing Dallas this week. You got the flex. You got the bow. All sorts of things here. So we run a toss thirty two trap, and on that toss thirty two trap, you see that you have an outside eye three technique. So what you're going to do? You're going to pass that influence, and you're going to run this, and you're right, right, right. And he'll be nodding at you and going through it real quick, and you're like going, uh, uh, uh yeah. And he goes wrong. <laughs> it's like it's a trick question. It's a trick question, and everybody in the back would be go be going, don't answer it, don't answer it. <laughs> I mean, oh, it's just one of those things, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> but it, it's it's one of those things where you know coaches have to create the stress, right? Yes, you've got you've got to create stress in this environment to be successful as a football player. You've got to you've got, give them panic. You, exactly. You you've got to, You the neurons have to be firing at all times. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You have you have to be looking to your left, to your right. You know, you can't pull an owl and go 180 behind you, but you wish you could at times. Or just or just put like, you know, especially the offensive line, right? If I could just put like the little side view mirrors, you know, like you see on the, those biker guys, it looks like a, a weird stethoscope, but you can see behind you. I would love to have had that in my career. But that that's the type of stress it gives you 
and coaches are always trying to find those creative ways of doing it. Sometimes to you, much to your dismay more often than not, but obviously to the grand pleasure of the masses uh, and the mob that is your teammates. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's fun, but the, the, you know, those, those are the things that you, you know, you remember those moments because right. They stick out in your mind and now you can laugh at them. Of course, you're like peeing your pants in the moment, but <laughs> you can, you, you, oh, I don't know. I don't know what this is. <laughs> I'll take door three. I'll take door three. <laughs> you know? Where is it? Where's the fire alarm? I need the fire alarm right now. <laughs> there's, there's no doubt about it. They can create that sense of panic in you oh. so easily, uh, especially early on when you're a young guy, you know? And Chuck would just take oh. you down that road, get you nodding, nodding, yes, and then he'd hit you with the, the right cross, you know, right, right in the oh. chin, man, right on the button. Well, yeah, the overhand <laughs> right, man. You can't, you can't defend it. <laughs> well, you know what? Here's a guy that was pretty smart. I got to say, pretty smart because Mitch Trubisky was asked if he's going to be the starter come week one. And, you know, he looked at it and he said, that sounds like a trick question. <laughs> and I was like, way to go, Mitch. Yeah, I identified it. Good job, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think that, that that's one of those where it's like, okay. You know, it's like somebody paints Target on a Target and and shows it to you. Yes, right? yes. <laughs> you know, it's, some of these is like, come on, come on, man. You really was it? No, was that your most creative way of asking? It? You know, I feel offended that you did not even try on this one. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but but and that's the funny thing, right? As, as players, I mean, how many crazy questions have you answered? Oh yeah, it, standing in your locker or guys just looking for something to quote, right? Some type of you know, salacious headline, you know, hey, Max, did, you know, uh, when you gave up that sack, I mean, how did you feel? What? Are you serious? <laughs> We're did talking you, feelings really? at this point. Did, 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 you, did you just ask me about my feelings <laughs> in front of everybody like this? That, that, that's your best question? How do you think I felt? You know, and, and then you, and then it leads to you know not answering questions from that point forward. Right, right. Because you get that like, you know? okay, I'm giving you the side eye right now, buddy. You better watch yeah, exactly. it. Exactly. No exactly. doubt about I rem- it. I remember you. I will always remember you. Don't even put your microphone in my face. I'm, That's I'm, right. I, I might just hum into it. I'm, oh, oh, does that, that help your answer? Okay, thank you. Bye. Well, here you got Mitch Trubisky. He said, that sounds like a trick question, which I thought was great. But basically, all evidence points to Mitch. You know, he's got the most reps with the number ones. You know, he, one of the things that I really liked was his escapability, which he showed, which unfortunately he had to demonstrate in Jacksonville. Uh, just his ability to get out of that pocket. But, you know, again, with 51 games in his back pocket over the four seasons with the Bears, and even and he did have a Pro Bowl year. It's not like he's not used to or hasn't encountered success before. Um, this, you know, the, all probability says he'll be the guy, but I like the fact that he's being cautious and just being, you know, kind of one of the guys, and I'll let the coaches talk about that. Yeah, and I think that that's the right course, right? I mean, it hasn't been announced. The head coach hasn't come out and said anything. Right. And that's where the final decision lies. It lies in what the offensive coordinator, the quarterback's coach, and the head coach have come to that agreement based off of their assessments um, about who's that starter going to be. And right now, we, 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 we've, cat, we've cataloged it. Since training camp and these first two preseason games, things have been very tough to make a clear-cut decision. 
And, you know, I was actually listening to a show yesterday, and they were talking about the amount of, like, pass attempts, you know, that starting quarterbacks have and the need for preseason, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a Trubisky's only attempted 15 passes. Right. In two games. You know, Kenny Pickett's obviously attempted more in the 20s, but he's also a younger guy playing more in those two-minute situations where it dictates more so passing than setting up the offense. But it's amazing to me how, you know, how people are like, oh, it isn't clear now? No, it's not clear. I'm like, you know, there's a lot of different things that go into that decision. Like you said, if it's a true competition, things have to play out a little bit more than that. But, I mean, would I be surprised if a decision comes in the next couple of days? Uh, no. But at the same time, I'm also not mad if it doesn't. Exactly. Well, coming up next, we're going O-line competition periods and Captain Cam, SNR. Showtime! The Black and Gold live here 24-7. This This is is SNR. SNR. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 